millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. The Premier League All Access podcast is proud to be brought to you by Ladbrokes. Stay ahead of all the big games in the best league in the world, the Premier League. With the latest odds, form guides, expert opinions and more. The fans are the players at Ladbrokes. Are you in? Let's go. Play at ladbrokes.com, 18 plus, begambleaware.org. T's and C's apply. Game Day Podcasts from Talk Sport. Subscribe on Acast, iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Game Day, the record book. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another Game Day Record Book podcast with me, Danny Kelly. And of course, uh, Tom Rennie is with me as well. Hi, Tom. Danny, hello. Good to see you. A couple of pieces of housekeeping, of course, and good to see you as well. And I can actually see you as well, which is uh, the wonders of modern technology. One, of course, this is a truncated version. We wouldn't try and lay a 40-minute uh, podcast on you when there's no actual football. Although, as Tom will reveal very soon, there is actual football. If you're prepared to scrabble in the cold, hard earth deep enough, you will find it. Um, and secondly, of course, we're doing this remotely. So if uh, occasional sound glitch comes up, You'll be able to say, that sounds no worse than usual, does it? That sounds exactly the same as their normal one they do in the studio. Tom, I mentioned the fact that there is no live football on, but the first thing we want to bring to people's attention is the fact that, you know, if you're not seeing live football, you're not trying hard enough. If you put the effort in and you have this little-known website called YouTube, uh, you can find uh, live football. So I found out this week, uh, as we know, the Belarusian League is on. You can also watch live football from Burundi, Nicaragua, Tajikistan um, and Turkmenistan as well, all on. Uh, but I've personally been watching the Taiwanese Football Premier League, um, which we gave you the results of last week. And I've got to tell you, this week was such a brilliant experience. I've got to tell you about this, right? So if you go yeah. to cfta.tv, when the Taiwanese Premier League games are on, uh, they've got four games a week from the eight teams in the league, one of which this week had English commentary. Uh, Jake Fletcher and Roy uh, were the commentary team out in Taiwan. God bless them. And the way this game started... Somebody's just called Roy. Just Roy. I, I didn't get his second name. I couldn't, oh. couldn't, couldn't get it. There was a second name. Uh, and they started by talking about you know, the game's about to start. And it was, so Roy, what do you think about the Taiwanese government's reaction to coronavirus? Um, so it was right on point. Uh, yeah. The game was the Tatung uh, 4-0 victory over the Tapai Red Lions. The Red Lions mauled yeah. again uh, yeah. uh -huh. for another week. Two 4-0 defeats in a row to start the season. Yeah. It's not looking good for their, for their boss, whoever that is. I'm, I'm going to guess it's John Gregory. Um, yeah. <laughs> but this was so great, right? So they're streaming it on CFTA.tv. But it's obviously someone's doing this unexpectedly. They've been told this week, you've got to do this. We might get some viewers here. And he's watching it, but he's also got a second tab open that he's totally forgotten, uh, which is the playlist, Study Jazz Music. <laughs> uh, and so when Jake and Roy start their intro, hello and welcome to this big game in the Taiwanese Premier League, there's some laid-back jazz in the background oh, yeah? for like five minutes. You'll forget, you'll, 
you'll forgive me, Tom, but if there's somebody watching um, Obscure Football with jazz booting away in the background, it's a bit like my own home life. I've got to be absolutely frank with you. <laughs> I will say as well, um, as, and we'll get you to read out the results from the Taiwanese sure. league very, very soon. I myself will now start to fixate on the Tajikistan and Turkmenistan leagues, which you say are still going, um, because I get, very briefly, um, I am old enough to remember when ITV first started to go through the night. It used to stop at, you know, one o'clock in the morning. And all they ever showed in the early stages of this um, was a documentary series about the Silk Road, the ancient trade route between um, Venice, etc., and the East. And they used to go through Turkmenistan and Tajikistan. Now, bear in mind that I was a rock journalist, a music journalist in those days, and therefore night and day, I had no concept of night or day, shall we say. And you can work out why. I must have watched that documentary 40 times. I am intimately acquainted with the custom and history of the good people of Turkmenistan and Tajikistan and other stands too. Um, and I shall now, for next week's podcast, um, I will try and bring you some colour uh, from the Turkmen and Tajik uh, leagues. Have you got the, this week's results for us from Taiwan? I do have the results uh, and I'll read them to you in a formal style and butcher all these pronunciations as has been the, 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 the cornerstone of my professional career, really. So we've got Hang Huan, one, nice. Uh, I don't know if they make that on purpose. Uh, and Taishang Futuro, one, one, one draw. Uh, Tainan City, nil. Tai Power, one. Tatung, four. The Tipai Red Lions, nil. And Untupes, two. Minghuan University, two. Yeah, that was always going to be a draw, to be fair. That, one, that, that was a banker. That was a banker. Um, nearer to home, you want to tell us something? I mean, look, we are in a weird place now in the world where the only people seeming to talk about when we can come out of the lockdown are journalists um, yeah. and the Premier League. <laughs> Those are the only two people who seem to be interested in this. Most of us understand as we beat the government to the idea of let's all get away from each other, um, that we've got to be very careful about coming back. But already plans are afoot. There's some brilliant plans going on because what else are these executives doing right now other than planning on how they're going to get some money coming back into the clubs? There was a story this week about Borussia Mönchengladbach in Germany. They might be back in three weeks, uh, so they suggest. Who knows? Um, and it's going to be behind closed doors. We know that's going to be the case of it. Well, they're doing this really cool thing. I think it's cool. Maybe you'll think it's stupid. Maybe mm -hmm. people out there will think it's stupid. Um, but they are going to be getting fans to buy a cardboard cutout of themselves. Mm -hmm. They're going through a company who are charging 20 euros a piece to do this. And in the usual seat where you usually would be for your season ticket, they're going to put a cardboard cutout of you and they're going to pump in fake crowd noise during the game so the players feel as if they are still playing in front of a full house. Um, they, they did this in Germany for some other reason last season. Some club had cardboard um, cutouts. Remember? So that was when Union Berlin had their first ever game in the top flight and their yes. fans brought in cardboard cutouts of relatives that had yes. passed away or Dead could make it or whatever. Who, absolutely. Uh, I, I, I don't think it's stupid. Uh, don't although, you? <laughs> although it does, no, no, not you, it. I don't think it's stupid, although it does bring back dire memories. I remember when they were re redoing the, 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 one of the stands at Highbury and they painted the crowd in behind the goal. Someone uh, told me this this week and I've had no memory of this at oh, all. The absolutely. actual crowd. In the 1990s, they, when, when they redeveloped the, the stand opposite North Bank, I'm guessing South Bank, um, at Highbury, they painted in a whole crowd behind the goal. Now, obviously, uh, in central London, there were some um, 
some disquiet at the fact that there were no black faces, but that's a separate story from another time. Um, but, it, but it does have some memory of that um, and, and how disturbing it was to see just a load of, and of course, these weren't carefully constructed modern cardboard cutouts done, no doubt, no. with 3D, la 3D laser printers. Um, these were like primary school drawings of people. Oh, you must look it up, Tom. I don't it's, remember any of this. I don't oh, recall it, but I love it. It's one of the great things that ever happened in English football when Arsenal had the painted-on crowd. And, of course, the comment that they were noisier than the normal crowd was made in many, many quarters. No, if they play for 10 more years, they might get an actual crowd put in. They've been doing it now for 15 years at the Emirates Stadium. So listen, and, 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 and sorry, that, that's my West Ham fan, everybody. Oh, no, that started now. Um, listen, the... I did see something this week really quickly. Someone did a tweet that went everywhere, which was, if 2020 was an away day experience, and it was a picture of a fan at London Stadium as an away fan, which is about right. Now, I understand that on some of the uh, uh, places that this podcast is going to, this is going to be done as visual. So I must try and keep up the interest by putting on the first of a series of broadcasting hats that I'll be wearing uh, for oh, the rest of us. Oh, yeah, that's good, yeah. Um, listen, you want to talk... Well, hold on. For those that aren't watching this visual, what hat is no. this? This is your Don Corleone dyed no, in an orange yes, ring It is one of two things. Um, it is, I will always wear this hat when I'm watching South American football so that people will say to me, that sombrero you got there, Dan. Um, and uh, also, you're absolutely right. Um, if I was to start um, eating a tomato now, the next thing we would expect me to do is to keel over and get an Oscar uh, in the start. <laughs> Um, I have to say, it looks very, very good on screen. And I feel sorry for those of you who are not watching this piece of semi-surrealist comedy, or semi-comedy, as I like to think of it. Um, the, the plans for the coming back of football, which, you know, as I say, I suspect may be a little bit premature, the clubs are, are being matched by the broadcasters, Tom. They've also oh, got to what they're going to do. This is fantastic. I read this on the ITV Sport website this week. And I, the, the, all, what, what are we going to do? What are the broadcasters going to do when there's no crowd? We mentioned the fake crowd noise. That's something that uh, Tony Bloom of Brighton was talking to TalkSport this week all about. He was in favour of having the fake crowd noise. Because if there isn't, I watched a few games behind closed doors as it happened. I watched the, the uh, Borussia Dortmund Paris Saint-Germain game just before the lockdown happened. And it was, I actually found it, we spoke about it on this show. I actually found it quite a fun experience to listen to the players talking to each other. But one of the concerns they have, and they've been doing it a lot recently um, on Sky, where if the crowd are getting a little bit too feisty, there's a little bit of offensive chanting, mm -hmm. they've been dropping the crowd noise out and relaying some fake crowd noise to TV audiences. Well, BT Sport apparently are prepared for the eventuality of football behind closed doors, and they are planning, according to this article, to have an F-button bleep system in place. So whenever a player or a manager begins the effing and jeffing, which is so commonplace in football parlance, they will play a beep over the live experience. No, I mean, that just can't work. It's going to be a continuous... It'd be like listening to somebody who, with all due respect to the current situation, whose heart stopped in a hospital because it's going to go... The whole, the whole, the whole viewing experience is going yeah. to be uh, when they zoom in to someone taking a throw in. And how many times do they say, get down the beep line, edit, yeah. beep, beep, or the whole thing is like that. It's, I mean, you're trying to do commentary over nothing covered by beeps. So you're going to have to essentially have fake crowd noise over everything and not I guarantee that's what they'll do. I mean, I suspect that's what they're going to do. They're going to have to pump in fake crowd noise. Now, for those of us who've worked for many, many years in broadcasting, um, it would be disingenuous to pretend that the crowd noise you hear on some of our live coverage is always the exactly matching to the event that you're actually listening to. Uh, I can remember, and I think it's a different company now, so I can say this. 
I can remember uh, doing a show um, with Danny Baker uh, uh, on the old talk radio when it was a different company based in, in Oxford Circus. And we were covering uh, the, the, the Open, the golf. And the guy doing the commentary was sat three or four yards to my right in London while this was going on in Scotland. Um, and about a third of the way through our show, say an hour into it, a fella turns up with a buff envelope. It is a cease and desist letter from the Royal and Ancient saying you, ca you have not got license to do this and you're not supposed to be doing it. So suddenly we go from let's get over to St. Andrews now and see what's happening in the Gulf to kind of now we're going to get a report on what has happened in the Gulf. <laughs> um, and it became known. It became known. And we used to say, now you want, we're going over to our correspondent day blogs for Gulf as it happened. Um, so it, 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 this, this, this delay won't work. It, it, it never does. It never does. Um, and the incredible plans of clubs uh, to uh, how they're going to get back into playing. Oh, excuse me. Sorry, it's time for a new hat. Excuse me a second. Um, let me just uh, see if I... How do you how do you like this one? It's good. It looks extremely protective. Are you cutting down a tree after this, or is that this beer indeed on is top? this is indeed what you need if you've got a uh, chainsaw? But it does double. If I pull the visor down, it's a very handy um, self protection um, coronavirus self protection unit, if you like. So this I'm going to rest of it. Well, if we ever see you in the studio in London again, this is what you'll need to wear. Sure. I mean, I mean, people need to see this. You'll be putting a picture up on Twitter anyway. So Michelin, um, they have gone back to the 1950s for how they're going to, A, combine bringing back the football with no crowds, which I, of course, I think is an abomination anyway, um, with making a few bob. And they're going to turn their car park into a drive-in cinema. Not a drive-through testing centre like so many football clubs have got now, but a drive-in cinema. They reckon that the 2000 car parking spaces they've got could accommodate cars full of people by definition nearly 10,000 people now I can't imagine that Mitterland's normal crowd is 10,000 to be honest no, um, I don't so this know. may be a bit optimistic but it's a brilliant uh, it's a brilliant idea provided we're all safe again um, because otherwise it's just a variant of people turning up outside grounds isn't it well you can't open the windows if they score right so you've got to have the window no. shut you've got to have the air conditioning on so what happens if they score does everyone honk their horn like what is their reaction going to be like when a goal goes in and blink their indicators i think to really express your excitement yeah so if so if there's a corner you, you hear the of the indicator if yeah. there's a goal you hear the horn being uh, being done and if the opposition scores you turn your your, your engine on and release exhaust fumes in the hope that they will somehow get poisoned. Is that the plan? The more, I don't know what you do. The more creative British clubs would invite all local ice cream salesmen so that when a goal goes in, they can all play their chimes together. Bing, bing, bong, bing, See, bing, this bing, I like. Bing, bong, this is bing, the bing, idea we want. And I think that would really... Uh, sorry, I just, I just nutted the microphone there with my... That's because you're too visor. protected. You're, you've yes, got too much... Too go. much come out again now. Overprotective equipment. <laughs> you need to have that on. <laughs> so Michelin deserve at least... Um, some of our praise for creative thinking. But um, this is a good idea for if this, this is a good idea now because West Ham have a, a stadium on an island, so they can do this. Finally, as a good reason to have a stadium built essentially in the middle of a massive field because you've got a load of space to have all the fans in. You couldn't do it at Tottenham; it's on a main road. Couldn't do it at Liverpool; it's on a main road. So some clubs could have their outside car park, and others. What will they do now? Are they not allowed? We need to build a kind of temporary car park outside, off the ground, a flyover, a, an, think, on Anfield Road? 
I just think is that there's an opportunity here for, I mean, another thing that I don't think people have thought through either is that as the games are going on, the drone traffic, everyone now has a drone, don't they? The drone traffic above these do, grounds. Do they? It's, it's gonna, oh, yeah. It's gonna is this what you're like, doing? Is this what you're doing during like your per- isolation? It's going to be like Pearl Harbor above, above the stadiums, isn't it? <laughs> Dogfighting drones trying to get that classic picture um, of West Ham's equaliser uh, yes. or whatever, whatever it is they're looking for. Or of the, uh, the one person who's allowed into the ground. I mean, my, my problem with this is they, they, the, the supporters' federations may insist that in the interest of seeing that the game is not rigged, that one supporter from each club should be allowed into the stadium for the games behind closed doors. Now, you know what will happen at West Ham, that one supporter will run onto the pitch and <laughs> plead with Mark Noble, because that's what happens. <laughs> oh, it's got, I love it. I love, I love the concept of Mark Noble having to catch any fan that's there. <laughs> and even, even then, I mean, he'll still be louder than they are on a, mo- on a normal week. So that'd be fun. He'll be an old man, Mark Noble, walking through, shuffling through his local Asda. People will still be coming up to him to complain about West Ham's board, won't they? I know, mate. I know. I feel it too. I feel it too. Stop telling me you feel it too, Mark. Get back to London Stadium where you're now head of stewarding. Yeah. One more, one more. Let's do this one because I've had a great virtual gaming week. Uh, My nephew is 11 years old, um, Jack, and we used to play FIFA when he was like eight, nine um, on the PlayStation. And I used to beat him easily because, you know, he was a child. He couldn't reach all the buttons. It's it's kind of how I like sporting events to be, heavily stacked in my favour before... Uh, we get underway. It's like that bit in Gladiator where I stab Russell Crowe just before we go out there and he beats me anyway. Anyway, that's a whole other thing. Um, and this week we played virtually uh, on FIFA. So he's playing in his house. I'm playing on mine. But he's 11 now. And I don't know if you knew this, Danny, but 11-year-olds are amazing at video games. Prehensile um, thumbs. And they also spend, I believe, up to, up to 27 hours a day on those games. So He has essentially been on this game since school broke up about three or four weeks ago, at least eight hours a day every day. So first game, bit of fun. Uh, I let him be Barcelona and I was Dagenham and Redbridge. And that's what we did a few years ago. And I still beat him one nil, and it was all a bit of fun. Mm. And he couldn't pass the ball to his teammates and all that sort of stuff. Uh, five nil, he thrashed me ah. at the end. Uh, it was an, an embarrassment. To the point that's where... It, that's not such a bad result for the Daggers, is it? I mean, it's pretty, if, if it was that real life, that'd be fantastic. <laughs> and the money that we could have raised with our cardboard cutout support. Um, yeah. But because of that, we decided to play a second game immediately afterwards in my house. I had my wife and baby watching on this end in his house. His two brothers, his mum and his dad was all watching it. And I was like, right, I'm taking it seriously now. I'll be Liverpool and he'll be uh, Barcelona. Um, and I just feel like I did... You know, like when a kid hits you and you're not meant to punch him back? Because you're an yeah, adult. Sure. Oh, yeah. Well, suddenly this... you're the one. You're, you're the problem then. Suddenly, oh, I'm yeah. in the wrong. He kicked yeah. me. Yeah, he's three, yeah. Tom. Okay. Yeah. Don't, don't punch children, right? You learn that the hard way. Seven years in prison, the clink. Anyway. As a, and... as a new parent, of course, you'll be coming around to the don't punch children point of view, won't you? It was very much lesson one at NCT. Don't punch <laughs> yeah. them. Um, so, but I did give Jack a virtual punching by thrashing him by eight goals to nil in the ensuing game. Yes. Uh, and when I'd scored seven, I got a text of my sister. It was at the 78th minute of the game. And he, she said, can you stop this, please? At which point I scored the eighth goal and said, boy, he's got to learn. Um, yeah. Also, to quote Van Morrison, it's too late to turn back now. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Uh, and this leads us really briefly to what we're going to see this week, which is the Premier League's official e-Premier League games on Tuesday and Wednesday this week, where players from clubs are going to be representing the clubs they play for. So, for Liverpool, Trent Alexander-Arnold. For Norwich, Todd Cantwell. For West Ham, Ryan Fredericks. Uh, Jota for Wolves. Sterling for Man City. And Wilfred Zahar. They are wow. playing this week, Tuesday and Wednesday. And you can stream the whole thing live 
on your various social media. Listen, it's been an absolute joy. Um, I've learned a lot about Taiwan. I'm going to teach you all next week about Turkmenistan, um, Tajikistan, and say any other stands along the Silk Road. Tom Rennie, you've been a joy and an inspiration. All of you listening to us, well, obviously the lockdown is really affecting you. This is what you're reduced to. <laughs> Thanks anyway. We'll be back next week for a truncated version of the Game Day Record Book Podcast, which, as you've heard from this one, is already an award winner. Remember, people, as I put down my visor, keep safe. The Premier League All Access Podcast is proud to be brought to you by Ladbrokes. The latest odds? We set them. Form guides? We've got them. Expert opinions? We share them. The best fans in the world deserve the best. Be match day ready before the whistle blows with Labrooks. Odds update on Talk Sport with Labrooks. Are you in? Let's go. Play at labrooks.com, 18 plus, be gambleaware.org. T's and C's apply. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.